0: Welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chilli Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by my brother, Sam Townsend. And for all Red Hot Chilli Peppers fans, we've got a special treat for you today. It's a preview of Broken Record, a music podcast from Pushkin Industries that we've been loving. On Broken Record, music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with producer Justin Richmond and authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlund, sit down with the most groundbreaking artists of our time for unparalleled insight into your favourite music. Now, here's why we're so excited. For the entire month of April, in honour of the Chili Peppers' new album, Unlimited Love, Rick Rubin, who just so happened to produce the album, is sitting in conversation with all four members of the band. Yes, Anthony Kiedis, John Fashante, Chad Smith and Flea, will be sharing not only the inspiration behind their new songs, but also never-before-heard insights about the band's decades-long dynamic. In the clip that you're about to hear, Rick chats with John and Anthony about John rejoining the band after a 10-year hiatus. John was confident that he wanted to come back to the band, but Anthony was initially worried that past resentments would get in the way of their success. They share how they started from scratch after the reunion, relearning classic rock and roll and early days Red Hot Chili pepper songs, and how they all agreed playing together again felt so right and natural. We'll be listening to Broken Record all month to get the inside scoop on all things Red Hot Chili Peppers. Be sure to check out the Broken Record podcast for the full conversation and more from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and other artists that you love.
1: So now I'm going to ask John, tell me about the process of coming back to the band this time. What, tell me about uh, what was the first talk of it. This time? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Which time? Which time? <laughs> um oh, for those for those people who don't know John left the band, rejoined the band, left the band and has now rejoined the band. So this is the second time you've rejoined? Yeah. Second time you've rejoined. Third join, second rejoin. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, didn't really talk about it until Flea and I were were standing in my kitchen and uh Chad had said something to me when I saw him at Flea's wedding, it's be like he misses playing with me. Me and him and Flea should jam sometime. So I mentioned it to Flea, and just because you know practicing guitar is something I'm, I was always doing even though I'm making electronic music. It seemed like it would be a nice soul cleansing thing to do, and and uh, and it was within seconds after I suggested that that Flea was like. You ever think about being in the Red Hot Chili Peppers again? So we started hypothetically discussing the idea, but there were plenty of reservations and things like that. But but yeah, started to open up the topic then. And then he talked he said he'd talk to Anthony about it, and then and Anthony seemed to find the idea interesting. So then the three of us got together and talked about it. Then Flea and Chad and I got together and talked about it. We about a week or two weeks where it was just sort of a possible outcome, but we weren't. Su- I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. They they weren't sure if, if they were going to do it. It was just we were just trying to talk about it from every angle. I wanted to be sure that we were communicating and, and seeing it from every angle, just to make sure that none of us were going to wind up regretting it uh, later. So,
1: do you remember the the first time you guys jammed together? Again, you know, in this new in, incarnation?
2: Yeah, by then I'm already in the band. That was the thing. Where I was talking about, well, let's play together and see if the old magic is still there or whatever, you know, <laughs> but Flea went right past that. He was, he was just like, he, he just, uh, he wanted to concentrate on the topic of whether or not I was going to actually join. Wow. So, yeah, we didn't play together until maybe a month later or something at rehearsal.
3: So it, it's so interesting for me to hear what John just said. Because I was not really privileged to those conversations, and and I'm not exactly sure how it lines up, but I will say that John coming back to join and and play music with the band was very much in the air, because Flea had not mentioned anything to me at all, not not a not a peep, no nary a mention of John fashante or that he was communicating with him or even thinking about that as a possibility. I, I knew that Flea was in a mood, in a disposition where he wasn't feeling his 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 best self in in the previous incarnation. For whatever reason. It just like he wasn't he wasn't on fire. And I started getting a sensation that, I wonder how John is, I wonder if he would ever think of participating in any way in our music again. I haven't heard, I haven't spoken to him, haven't, you know, really heard what he's up to, but I just got the sensation, like, God, it would be really nice if John would get involved, and I didn't think that he was interested in joining or playing guitar, but I was like, I wonder if he would, like, Write a co-write a song or produce a song or, I just didn't know. I didn't know where to go with this feeling that I had. So, I said to Flea, I was like, "When we're when we're done doing what we're doing right now, I want to talk to you afterwards. Kind of important, and I was going to bring up this idea of John participating, and he said to me, he's like, "No, no, no. I actually have something more important that I have to tell you." And I was like. No, no, no. Let me uh, since I brought it up, I'll just tell you what I was thinking. He's like, Well, I think you're gonna want to hear what I have to say. I was like, Okay, can it wait until after I tell you what I was gonna say? And basically we were both saying the exact same thing at the exact same time, which was, what do you think about John? And and when wow. I presented my thing, he's like, Well, I I was thinking of taking it a little further and you know, maybe seeing if he wanted to. Come back to the band. And I was like, what? I I don't know. I mean, that you know, have 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 you spoken to him? Do you know where his head's at? And he's like, Yeah, I've actually jammed with him. And I was like, Okay, okay, I'm a little a little behind here. And that opened the door to all of this. And I I remember going to see John at his house where he lived, where he's lived for a long time, where he lived when he used to be in the band and walking in and sitting on the couch with them and, and just trying to get a real sense of, you know, is, is this coming from a place of love and, and creation or does he still have a, like any kind of bitterness towards me or us? And, and I did not feel any of that. I felt a, a great deal of resolution. I don't know if there's ever a hundred percent resolution because in a way, as people have too many folds in our brain to like tweak out on stuff speaking for myself, and uh, but I felt like whatever sort of animosity or resentment or all this stuff had had more or less been resolved, and it felt very nice sitting next to him on the couch, and then he said one thing to me, which really made me feel like this is a done deal. I have no choice, come what may, for better, for worse, for disaster or wonder— And he's, I don't know if he looked at me or if I looked at him or if it was just said, but he said, uh, I was born to be in this band. And I was just, I was like, he is telling the truth. Yes. And there's no fucking way on earth that I'm going to stop that from happening or do anything other than get out of the way and just let it, let it flow. Because if someone feels like that, then that's supposed to be. And it was, you know, it was of course it was terribly exciting, a little bit, it was kind of a vulnerable feeling because like John said, is the old magic still there or are we just going to be, you know, some weird guys in a room trying to make it happen. But I guess, you know, I, I felt more confident that I did, concerned. And then when we got back together, it was so raw and basic and starting from scratch that it, it just felt right. It felt like, oh, you know, we, we have a lot of work to do to, like, figure this out, but what a nice place to be. And, you know, John made some really wise suggestions in, in the very beginning. He was like, you know, let's l- learn some old blue songs and let's learn some really old Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. So instead of, like, you know, trying to get back into... Where we had left off or anything like that is like, let's go all the way back and just learn, you know, how to play some really beautiful, somewhat challenging, but basic, you know, rock and roll kind of building blocks. And I thought that was so smart because I needed to do that. And then the rest, the rest of the writing and the playing together started to happen way more naturally. And yeah. I think because John, hadn't written a lot of rock music songs for quite a while. He, he had in him a lot, a a reservoir of ideas and chord progressions and arrangements and vocal melodies and all these things that he must have been kind of quietly keeping in his back pocket that started to flow. And then, uh, the, the process was on. It's like every time John would bring a gem into practice. You know, flea would feel like, okay, I'll, I'll bring a gem, and then I would be like, oh, these guys are bringing gems. I I better, you know, go for a very long drive in my Chevy and figure out a you know something to add to the stew, which is you know part of our creative process. And it it felt it felt really natural. It felt really natural and like no pretense or. You know, expectation is just like, let's go all the way back to the beginning and just start from zero. That That's what it was like from my perspective, but I didn't know all these other things were going on.
1: It's interesting. That's one of the things that I found fascinating about doing this podcast is that even when I talk to people who I know well, we know each other for 30 years. We made our first album together 30 years ago, and we even met before that. And in the process of talking about stuff, we learn things that we never knew about each other, even though we sit in a room together every day, we never really interview each other. We never ask <laughs> questions. We never go back. There's no reason to, because we're always moving forward. Mm-hmm. But it's it's fascinating to, you know, hear the person who, who you're in a band with have a, a different experience leading up to the experience of joining than mm. yours, which makes sense because they had their own, but all you know is your perspective. So it's it's yes. fascinating to talk about these things. And for me, it's interesting when I get to talk to people that I don't know. But when I talk to people that I do know, I learn so much. It's amazing. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) That was a preview of Rick Rubin's conversation with Anthony Kiedis and John Fushante on Broken Record, a podcast from Pushkin Industries. You can hear more from Broken Record wherever you get your podcasts.